there, Joe. What happened, darling? I know what happened. Well, listener, what happened was I lost my original interview with Bird, but that's good because, well, you know, it's not good, but you know what I mean. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie George and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe is interviewing Sarah and Lucas, a.k.a. Bird. Joe and Bird first met at a wedding party given by a mutual friend and then their paths didn't cross again for about 18 months until they started bumping into each other at a local networking event in Kent and at the Business Punk radio show, which Joe used to co-host. Bird has now taken over that role. Mama to three extraordinarily little big people, author, writer, international speaker, radio host, presenter, businesswoman and Ironman, Sarah Ann, aka Bird, is the founder of Bird on a Bike. All her friends and family call her Bird. She will love you to do the same. She lives and breathes supporting you to believe in the health of your life. You see it, it's never about... The Fitness, her latest book. Health is creating peak performance every day by simply using daily tweaks and by hacking. You have energy like never before. Bird takes where you are at this moment and creates strategies that you can action immediately to build optimum health within your environment. Prepare for the nuclear impact on your business, your family and your life. Bird is fun. She has a face for radio. She presents a live hour weekly radio show called The Conversation each week, sharing the loves and losses, values and beliefs of the most extraordinary guests. It's just a conversation, creating a fly-on-the-wall experience. You hear the wisdom you need, not what others believe you want. This show is then converted into a beautiful podcast hosted on multiple sites, iTunes or SoundCloud being the most on-trend sites. She has a magnificent curiosity in you why you do what you do as a human and our obsession of watching your patterns of behavior family is the reason you do what you do bird waking thought her first breath is how can i support you to become your children's inspiration bird is currently writing her next book if that's what you choose to believe holding you accountable to be the most important person you know Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Sarah Ann Lucas, otherwise known as Bird, from Bird on a Bike. Hi, Sarah. Oh, hi, Bird. What am I supposed to call you now? I used to call you Sarah, then I called you Bird, and now I'm completely confused. (laughs) Don't, Joe. I'm here laughing. I'm thinking, ha, ha, ha. You can call me whatever you like. We've just been talking about that, haven't we? We have, and we're we're doing take two as well, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, Joe. What happened, darling? I know. What happened? Well... Listener, what happened was I lost my original interview with Bird, but that's good because, well, you know, it's not good, but you know what I mean. The 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 um, business world cha- changes and moves on, and we did it so yeah. long ago that I think what that means is that you needed a more up to date interview anyway, and the universe made that happen. <laughs> I like that. Do you I like that? Me? And I think. And I think it's really interesting to talk. We've just been talking off air about, you know, these things that happen in business. And I was just saying how quickly that I adjust now to things and I practice this adjusting. And, you know, just these things happen, okay? So something's happened. The, the, the recording's gone, okay? Let's let's do a new one now and something something magical will come up anyway. Yeah, exactly. And we can't remember what we talked about last time, can we? So it's all fine. No. <laughs> so, Bird... Tell us about yes. you, what you do, and where you do it. Okay, so my name is Sarah Ann Lucas, or as you know me, Bird. And literally, and I say this on my radio show all the time, that 
all my friends and family call me Bird. It's it's very funny. Um, I've got a company called Bird and a Bike, uh, which I founded, oh gosh, eight years ago now. And it started off literally being um, a, a fitting hobby little thing to earn some money around uh, my family and, and uh, my son, Jack, my eldest son, Jack's autistic, so he needed me at home. So I started Bird and a Bike. It started as a dance style aerobics teaching the grapevine, Joe. I loved it. <laughs> um, with a mic on my head, I loved all of it. And then really it's very quickly progressed into having women come to me who have reached, and I call this the had enough moment. So they're super successful, whatever that may look like to that person, because I think that's subjective. But they've got their own uh, they've got their own job or they've got their own business, they've got children, they've got a relationship and everything seems to be fa failing. So they feel um, unable to cope with the stress and strain of this busy, busy, busy life that they have. Um, and so I created a program, an online program, uh, and, and really listened to the words that people were saying to me, women specifically. Then it, then it came out to being a, a speaker, so I speak internationally, about, um, again, started with women and the importance of women being their children's inspiration, which I probably is my, my whole ethos, is my whole purpose. But it's progressed into really encouraging people, business people, to build the body of their business and not reverse it the other way so usually we build the business and then the body fails and i'm saying build the foundation of who you are and then move on from there mm -hmm. and where do you do that you do you work from home do you work around and about <laughs> well yeah i do it's quite great actually where so we, we you and i are blessed we live in the most beautiful place in the uk so we've got london 37 minutes away on the fast train. We live by the sea. We've got hills, we've got canals, we've got everything. So we're blessed. So I tend to go up to London once a week for meetings, for connections, for uh, building relationships with people. I've got a radio show, which you know. Um, so I go to the radio station for that in Ashford. I do, I'm a writer. So I tend to get up in the mornings and do an hour's writing a day. And Obviously, if I'm speaking, it really depends where I'm speaking. I do put on my own events, although I've got to say the event industry is a is an interesting place to be at the minute mm. as a as an event organizer. So I'm I'm not enjoying that space. I much prefer being the speaker and then attracting attention for the for the organization that I'm speaking for. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. So at home, sometimes a lot of times out of the home. Uh, I do very few coaching sessions, as in mentoring, as in body. Uh, I, I'm coming away from the word personal trainer because I'm so not that. Uh, you couldn't call me that, although people would identify you as that, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm in and out, but I don't have an office. I've chosen, we were just talking about this powerful word of choice, I've chosen not to build the business around an office i want it to be transitional so that i can move around and transport me i want to be writing wherever i choose to write and i want to choose the clients how i want to choose them as well mm -hmm. so that might be that i do skype calls with them so therefore i'm not limited by ge geography it might be that actually i prefer to have a couple of hands on but they're going to be this person this is my niche marketplace so i'm very uh, I'm very powerful in what I decide to do now with the business. Mm, mm. And we'll come back to that later. That that whole sort of build, building of confidence as as you build a business, mm. where you there go then go with it. But can we just come back? You yeah. talked about writing in the morning. Yes. Um, yes. I know you do a lot in the morning because <laughs> I see you on Facebook and things like that. <laughs> what do you, do you have a particular routine as well as the writing? Yes, I am all routine. So I've got three children, just to give you some background. So I've got three children and I've come from a nursing background. So I was a nurse for 17 years. Um, and so routine with children, 
you've got to you've got you've got to have a routine and my eldest son is autistic you know routine is super effective for him if you didn't have a routine then you can kiss the rest of the day goodbye so really he's my greatest teacher he's the one that really has taught me how to communicate with people being prescriptive with language and actually having routines so really from the time i get up so i'm a really early riser and um, and it doesn't go well at nine o'clock at night so i get up at 4 30 at the minute Oh my goodness! These, <laughs> I know, especially with these beautiful, beautiful mornings we have. So four thirty, I'll get up. I will obviously go to the loo. It has to be done, and then I go and drink water. I always get five hundred mils of water into me, regardless, no matter what. That always, always goes in, and then I will exercise. Whatever exercise I decide, decide to do, if I'm training for a race, I'm a triathlete, so. I race quite a lot, although the last two years have had to compromise my racing because the business is needing me to spend time in it. So I've chosen to spend time in the business and not spend time training and, uh, and racing so much. So I'll train for an hour, whether that be movement, whether that be going out for a run with the dog. And I can walking as training, you know, so that might be how I feel this morning. And then I'll come back, I'll shower, I've got a routine with uh, showering, so body brushing, lymphasizing, jumping on the trampoline. I've got specific things I do to produce energy. I'm massive at the moment. So this is something that, that is new now that you wouldn't have had when we, we last spoke. So I'm big into bio, um, uh, gosh, biohacking. Yeah. I love it. So how I can produce an abundance of energy from my body so that then that's my foundation and then my performance comes from that. Mm -hmm. So simple little things like body brushing, um, uh, cold showers, um, things that most people would be horrified with, <laughs> but they make a profound difference to my energy level. Yes. Where does food writing, come in amongst that? A, a, a great writing a great writing thing that I do is mm -hmm. free writing. So if I am feeling a little bit disconnected or, you know, when you get so busy, like busy, busy, busy you think, hold on a minute, this is taking me away from my focus. I do what, what I've called free writing. I know it's, it's, uh, it's, it actually started in the fiction area of writing. Um, and fiction writers just used to write down what they used to practice this storytelling. But actually it's become very well known now in self-development and in the self-performance and performance strategy world mm -hmm. and, and literally you get a piece of paper and you just sit there for however long necessary or you want time i'm a very big believer in deadlines and times um so i'll put a five minute on or whatever time i've got that morning but i won't miss it it's like journaling you could look at it as journaling or you know a gratitude or appreciation but yeah. it's really just it's just saying to yourself okay you know what do i believe because we don't ask ourselves enough, what do I believe? I think it's the most powerful thing ever. Mm. So when you know who you are, then I can come from that place to everything that I come to. You and I were just talking about business and, and you know, some relationships become a little bit challenged. I had an awful email this morning. Now, if I hadn't have come from a place of knowing thine self if I hadn't known the intention of me what are my intentions then I could have easily reacted to that rather than responded to it from my foundation of me yeah so it's imperative and this is where why I'd say to people you need to build the body of your business the body of your business isn't going out and doing the mad things that I do and climbing these hills and people going well, it's just not normal but it's who I am but you Anybody, everybody should, and I say should, and I'm really deep with people, it's your responsibility. In fact, I take it further. It's your duty to put greatness into your body every day. Yeah. And people don't, people choose not to see that as their responsibility. Mm. So how do you... As you uh, reconcile what you've just said, that you know you're not expecting people to do some of the more 
uh, mad. mad. So you did use the word mad. I was going to say that, and then I thought, no, that'd be very disrespectful. Um, you know, some of, the more... some of the stuff I do, Joe. Yeah. People would um, it would it would create an immediate resistance. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah. So when you're working with people, how do you sort of reconcile the the fact that you will always be you know ten steps ahead with doing some of what you described as uh, this mad stuff um, with what they need to do and can can do because it, it could put people off but I know that that you know you you work really well with people so clearly you have a way of uh inspiring people to do what feels right for them not necessarily what feels right for you how, how do you do that yeah I always come from from you as the person not me as the inspirer so I always say to you, where are you at this moment? Let's look at where you are at this moment. You can only work with the body you have today. That's all you can do. I had a, a classic thing that women say, and I'm sorry to generalize it, but it's true. And I see patterns. I am obsessed with the way humans behave. I watch, I observe, I write it down. You know, I, I'm blessed to have my radio show and I meet the most extraordinary people, and then I, I uh, collate the pattern of behaviour. And people, and this woman said to me the other day, she said, oh, she said, you know, I just want my body that I used to have 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could all say that, couldn't we? I, I choose not to. I actually am blessed with, it's a compromise, you know, it's a, it's a, it, I couldn't have this body I have today because the wisdom I have, I didn't have 10 years ago, and I wouldn't trade where I am right at this moment. So what I say is this, you can only work with the body you find yourself with today. Yeah. That might be a body of health or ill health. It might be a body of dis-ease. It might be a body that is of an extreme um, athlete. I get all different types. It might be somebody who is a woman who's a mum at home and has is very, very time poor. It might be a CEO of a company who travels around the world, very time poor but in exactly the same feeling about their body. Mm -hmm. All I can say to people is, is I can only be me. So I'm going to do these things because I've been doing these things since I was six. Most people haven't. Most people are starting from a place of complete ill health or unhealth. Mm. They're not healthy. They're exhausted. They've got nothing left to give. And I want to nurture and help them nurture this body and respect it and honor it and build beautifully with the greatest skill, and that is patience. Mm. Patience. People think, we see these 21 days, I could make you lean in 21. Women have got this thing about, about being thin or about losing weight. Men have got it about being strong, about being the provider, about, you know, so there's characteristics of men and women mm -hmm. and and I love having conversations about these things and I love it when people go no you're wrong bird and I'm like that's awesome tell me why but here's the thing the you know these people are coming at that place so they've come to this point where they're exhausted they've got nothing left to give they've not done anything they've got ill health they've not got time so let's work with your environment where are you what can you give to your body can you get up 10 minutes earlier? Can you get up 15 minutes earlier? Because if you can, I can support and love and guide you. Mm -hmm. you've, you've got to compromise. You've got to give. And something's got to give. You know, like for me, I don't race as much now because I'm choosing to spend my time in the business more. doesn't mean that I won't put in an hour of health into my body every day. Minimum. Yeah. You know, that's a bit different. So I, I do understand. I think... It's trying not to put people off so that you're not, so that you're this, you know what it's like? It's it's like this Adonis body and you think, well, that's ridiculous because that will never be me type thing. You don't want to be providing that illusion. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've talked about creating energy in the morning and, and some of your sort of routines what about um what you're eating and and um you talked about water being important what about the sort of nutrition yeah. side of things like what, what's your philosophy yeah so 
yeah and it's that's a great word philosophy because there's so many so much out there and and i love talking about nutrition depends what i'm doing joe really if i'm so i i like doing endurance races as ironman marathons if i'm doing that it and and here's what i look at with my nutrition what's my outcome in fact everything i do is what's my outcome so if i want to go out on a three four hour bike ride i need to fuel my body for that and i use those words fuel not oh i think i'll just eat this if like at the minute i've got no races i'm just enjoying get up in the morning oh i'm going to have some play with my body and go outside with a dog and a friend and we'll go and run the most amazing hills and whatever there's no outcome of fitness as in a result-based fitness i'm not trying to get quicker here or i'm just enjoying movement in my body then my my food is always based around the ketogenic diet so that's high fat medium protein low carbohydrates yeah and that's how i base it on i don't stay ketotic by the way and here's another you know if i'm going ketogenic pure ketogenic oh my goodness that's different to basing my methodology around a ketogenic diet yeah so two different areas okay so and the, the other thing the other sort of element um for this yeah. for me is, is the about the sort of um things like mindfulness and and relaxation yeah. and so on because you're you're like miss mrs dynamo <laughs> yeah. or should i say ms dynamo and so full of energy and that is obviously some of the thing that you're focusing on creating yeah. but what what do you do to you know relax and take those those moments I don't enjoy this question at all, Jack. <laughs> I'm not. Then this is where this is my Achilles heel. And if anybody, and I'm very truthful, so I love telling the truth, regardless of how. I'm not great at it. Rest is not my friend. I'm a we're big snowboarders in our family, and I remember when we were learning all to snowboard, they said speed is your friend. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to use the right words here. I find rest a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because I am obsessed with my business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am. I, I, I make no apologies for it. You know, I'll, I, I still teach movement. I think it's so important for me to get my hands on bodies. And so I teach Pilates still local in the community. I love it. I teach very small class now, um, as you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I think I've got three classes now, but I, I just love having them. They've been with me, 80% of my classes have been with me for 12 years. Yeah. So I, I love them. They're my greatest focus group. I always test everything on them and say, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's imperative. But rest, I'm not great at. I don't enjoy massages. Everybody said, why don't you have a really nice massage? I tell you what I do love. I do love Reiki. Yeah. I love reflexology. I like facials, but I don't enjoy massages. I wouldn't necessarily go. But I find, and I do meditate. I meditate every day for 20 minutes. Yeah. But I do that in the morning. So all of my performance things are all morning rituals. At night, I'm very, so I do protect myself from that. But I'm not actively resting, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't go, oh, I go away on a two-day retreat or anything. I don't. I haven't taken a holiday for years. No, but it's interesting that you you meditate because most people, you know, would talk about relaxing and wouldn't talk about meditating. Um, that, for you, is probably the bit that makes that difference for you. That's probably why not stopping in other areas of your life uh, yeah. isn't such an issue because you do take that time. And you do have a lot in the way of rituals through the routines that you do which probably yeah are mindful as well which people exactly everything is about the mind yeah. everything i do yeah. everything every meeting i have every it's all intentional it's all mm. all the work that i do on myself is part of that intention of mindfulness that's yeah. you know that's that's all there ever is is us yeah our thoughts and our breath yeah so i work on I work on my body you know for me for me, my rest is at the minute, I'm going out and having the most beautiful run along the sea at five o'clock in the morning when it is the magic hour. And, and for me, 
that's not stress on the body. Exercise is stress on the body. Yeah. We need people to hear that. It's really important. We don't look at that. If you are in a highly stressed position, exercise is the last thing I would prescribe to put into your body. Mm. You know, it would be it would be uh, the things that we're talking about now. So meditation for me is based on a performance related place. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, but I, and and for example, you know, I, I'll go for a walk with the dog. That's rest to me. Yes. Although some people, I don't really watch much TV. But here's, I'm going to be really honest. When I watch TV, I watch rubbish. Like, <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, yeah. The worst programs ever. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you what I love at the minute. And Go you then. can shoot me. I'm going to be really, you're going to die, Joe. I'm ever so sorry. I just want to tell everybody I'm a very educated woman. And I read. Oh, by the way, I read every day, at least an hour. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And. Um, I, I I love Love Island at the minute. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh my god! I, I've never watched it, but I see people talking about it on Facebook all the time. I just knew you were going to say oh, that. <laughs> it is the worst program ever, but it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's awesome because I'll tell you why. And here I am again. I'm watching human behaviour. Yeah. I'm. I, I love it. Yeah. And my favourite saying at the minute. Somebody will say something. I'll go. People. Just people. That's it, you know? We just we're just behaving as people, aren't we? <laughs> I love it. Lisa, that's my rest and recuperation watching Love Island. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm so, sorry. so so yeah, I think uh, the summary of what you've said is although um there's a lot of energetic stuff going on, there's a lot of stuff that you do that actually is about that relaxing thing. It just doesn't you're not doing it to relax, but it does relax you. <laughs> I would say is the summary. So, so you don't need to worry, says Dr. Joe. <laughs> yes. It's very lovely that you're worrying about me, Joe. <laughs> put it this way: I'm not on the road to burnout. No, I'm not on the road to um, my had enough moment. There'll be moments in a day that I go, "Oh my goodness," but I'm not at that burnout because I, I, I take care. Yeah, it's my duty to take care yeah. of this body. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. When I see people at burnout, they have completely ignored their body. They don't listen to their body. They have no love for their body. They are, um, and on purpose, I'm not using the word self-love at the minute. I'm just re, I'm just doing a lot of research into self-love and this, you know, love your body. And, and there's, there's, some, there's some areas there that I'm investigating, mm -hmm. which sounds really interesting. But, but what I'm saying is, is yes, I am super highly performing yes i'm trying to come away from being busy being busy being busy because it bores me now yeah you know it's yeah, yeah. of course we all are but i'm trying to be performing at the peak of my body of my of my mindset of my relationship to myself yeah. to my family to 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 the people that i meet mm. regardless of whether it's in business or not yeah, in business, I, I I've met a lot of corporate people in the last couple of years, and it's all oh, that's not very corporate talk, and and I think we've taken the human element out of business. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's relationships. Everything. Uh, my business is built on how I treat people, how I make them feel, but that just doesn't come because I'm good at it. I practice it every day. Mm -hmm. I practice. I practice. I practice. One of my favourite, favourite writers is called Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield uh, writes about this, about that you should, it's called Turning Pro. Go and get it. He writes the most beautiful little books on paper. They must be made 20,000 words. The way he has got his publisher to typeset it is very clever. And in there he talks about everything you do is deliberate practice. Mm -hmm. You know, you deliberately behave in this way from an intention of how you want to be. So my intention is always with love and respect for everybody I meet. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So I have, but I have to practice that. Yeah. And when I don't practice that, then I know that I go, oh, okay, hold on a minute. You know, and, and that's where, because because you can't control the environment that you're in most of the time. But I can control how I interpret it. I can control how I 
choose to behave. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we got very deep there. <laughs> we always do, don't we? <laughs> so completely change the subject then. <laughs> so amongst all of this self-care and um you know all the stuff that we, we've just been talking about yeah. obviously you have a job to do <laughs> how, yeah. how do you make sure you get Which one? yeah how do you make sure you get things done you yeah exactly you have so much going on how how do you make sure that you don't miss stuff how do you make sure that that you end of the day knowing that you've got stuff done got done the stuff you need to do okay well i am human and i do miss yeah. stuff and um but on a sunday so i on a sunday I do my weekly planner. So I set out on a Sunday. Um, if anybody wants it, I can send them to it. It's Bird and a Bike. I've got a weekly planner. It's amazing. I love it. And I write down there everything in my diary. And I write down what's coming up. And I go, oh, wow, that's coming up. That's coming up. If I'm writing a book, I'm writing my number two book at, as we speak. I strategize a thousand words a day. Now, I can write a thousand words in probably an hour now. As long as I've done the research with it, as long as I know. Um, but I'm a big planner, not to the absolute profession of yourself, Joe. We're non-comparable in the planning department there. <laughs> but I am. So say, for example, my book, here's the thing, and I do this throughout. So my book has got a synopsis. It's got a pitch. It's planned. I've got a center. I've got a core sentence that I answer. I've got the problem. I know exactly. So when I come to write the book, so like now, I've already spent 20 hours in planning the book so now i know right this is chapter one or if i'm writing chapter 11 today right this is okay sit there and da, 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 da. yeah so i do that i do you know I, I have a routine i have rituals that i do and i stick by them so yeah. i know that what's coming up my radio show is a classic you know it's always on a wednesday i'm just going to put it in now joe it's called the conversation it's on a wednesday one till two that's very good and <laughs> it never changes so i know that's coming i know that on a Friday, two weeks before, I need to get the pitch from that guest. So I'm, I've got certain things on certain days. I'm I'm playing, and I do this a lot, I'm testing. So you'll hear me talk about this a lot. I've just written a blog about testing your potential. I test at the minute. Um, so I know some people do a day at home, and they will do all their admin, and they'll do all their calls and that. Yeah. At the minute, I'm, I love this word, I'm a bit of a pickle with it all so I'm different energies at different places because I'm thinking okay how does this feel does, yeah. does it feel any different if I just right that's the days I'm going to do my clients that's the days I'm going to arrange speaking that's the days that I'm going to do you know um so I'm testing at the minute at the minute I'm not uh I haven't got a certain day for certain things but usually at the end of the week like Thursday Fridays I'm usually more present at home than I would be um at London usually is either on a Thursday or Friday if I'm speaking it's normally either on a Friday or a weekend for some reason but yeah so I plan you know and, and I and we were talking about this off off your podcast but I choose really beautifully now in my business what my business is Yes. So what do I love? I love doing the radio show. It's got a purpose behind it. It's methodically thought out to what the outcome is going to be for my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I write. I know what I'm writing about at the minute. I know what my third book is going to be about. I've still, you know, booking itself is a business. You know, how do I um, still promote and, and, and do all the media and the marketing from book number one? So there's all these things. So you know, I'm a, I'm a writer. I still do that. I'm a t. Uh, I'm a radio presenter. I'm looking to get into TV now. So I'm nurturing relationships in that area. But my business, my course sentence hasn't changed. You know, I'm still inspiring people to believe in the health of their lives so that they become their children's inspiration. That is what I want, and that's what I aim to do every day mm -hmm. to be a woman, global woman influencer. That is what my company is all about. It doesn't change. Mm. And I then go, okay, so you and I know we're in a massive media business arena now. So you've got a live stream. You've got to be on Facebook. You've got to be on Instagram. You've got, you know, there's no getting away from it. 
if I want to provide the outcome for my amazing, ridiculous dream of being a global women influencer, then I have to play on the platforms that are going to get me there. Yes. Yeah. So, it so comes, that's how I plan. Yeah. So it comes back to that whole purpose and then planning around that and then planning activity. That we, yeah. And I'm and, and testing it all the time. You know, mm. I looked up the definition of the word test and we think, oh, but actually testing is to test something, the quality of it, the resilience of it, the performance of it, the quality of it before you take it to the widespread marketplace. You must practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a really interesting definition of testing so okay so I'm going to test it out on people you know who do I love trust honor do will they be truthful with me Mm -hmm. or are they going to fluff me around a little bit and go oh my god that's amazing that doesn't interest me that's not the way I operate yeah somebody else might go I I can't be as cutthroat as you bird and yes no you know blah 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 I need a little bit of nurturing but you've got to know you you need to build the foundation of you. You need to build your body. And that's when the planning comes back. Do you know, I've got a, another sort of, uh, it's not a definition, but another thing that that fits a bit with what you said that I realised the other mm. day. I am um, I, a, a lifelong learner of French. I'm not, still not very good. Um, and I've been practising vocabulary. And the word for um, experienced in French is experimenté, as in experiment yeah and I thought oh that's interesting because we talk about experience as being you know knowing how to do stuff you know having done it successfully and and then you know separately we talk in some cases about how you know failing trying stuff out and it not working is is a good thing to do because then you know what doesn't work so you can then work on what does work but it's interesting that uh the the the, you know in, in that translation the experiment is the sort of basis of that word when we're talking about experienced I thought oh that's interesting yes yeah it is fascinating it is fascinating I think people are uh, I, I people often say oh what are you scared of what are you fearful of and obviously I am but sometimes I have to really go deep into it what am I fearful of what you know what driver am I coming from what need have I got you know I, I've studied Maslow's hierarchy of needs for oh my gosh forever and a lifetime and I, I, you know, and I, you've got to know yourself and what do I need? What drivers do I have? And, and what are you fearful of? And, you know, it's all very well people say, oh, just step into the fear. That's not that easy. That's really challenging. That's really, that's super hard. Yeah. And you want me to step into it when I'm feeling like what, you know? Yeah. So I think it's all very well people just say, oh, just do it anyway. Oh, okay. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah it's understand it's true though isn't it it's true yeah yeah I don't <laughs> what I really am seeking yeah what I'm seeking and, and this is what I really am truly seeking now in my in my business in my purpose is the truth I want the truth from people mm-hmm. because I don't want to hear that you're doing so well and that it's all so easy and that writing your book was so easy you know what it wasn't for me you know writing a book for me, the journey isn't easy. Mm. And I don't believe it is for anybody to write 40,000 words and you've had to edit 65,000 words. That's not an easy process. That's disrespectful. Yeah. You know, running a marathon is never easy, whether you run it in three hours or seven hours. Yeah. It's never an easy process. No. So I want the truth from people. Mm. I want to hear. And that's why the my radio show I adore with everything because – I don't want to just hear about your business. I love your business. But I want to be about you, about the truth, about your loves, your loss, why you do what you do. Mm. I want to write about it. I want us to all talk about it so that we become human together in this very virtual place that we live. Where everyone says, as you say, that it's all going great. <laughs> and, it's not, exactly. and here's what I say. To, say that's not, that's not true. I don't say you're lying, but that's not true. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're coming to to the end. We've just got five minutes. So um, two questions. Ooh. First one is, what do you do when you have one of those days where it doesn't go right? How do you get yourself back back on track? Yes. Well, today was a classic. <laughs> so today, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I nearly just wanted to say to you, Joe, I can't do this with you today because I'm just 
you know, I won't give you the great, you know, the best of me. Yeah. So, so today was a classic getting something that came, came through in your email. And, you know, they call it floodlighting in psychology. So when somebody has got, you know, that person who's got something amazing to say sometimes, and I've caught myself doing it at times, or you're really excited, or people just go, bah, 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 bah. and you know, and you're probably doing it now, when if somebody put a floodlight in your eyes, you put your hands up above, you know, to protect yourself. That's how I felt. It was like all oh, these venomous words were coming off, off yeah. the, you know, the laptop. Yeah, and it really viscerally hurt me. It really got into my system, mm-hmm. and I could have reacted. I so wanted to go. How dare you? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and I, I, So this is how I do. I stop. I do not ever react to anything now. And practice this in your family home. It's the best. Your family home is the best place for you to grow your business, which is you, by the way. So practice this because you will want to react very quickly with everybody in your family because you can. Yeah. But practice not reacting and practice responding. I've been saying this for a long time. I I do a big talk about reacting and responding. Mm -hmm. You know, and what is the difference? So reacting, I would have reacted. I would have then engaged into um, a conversation with this email that I really was going to have no outcome at all. Yeah. And then have left it. I then spoke to somebody very, very loosely, as in, in fact, it was a client of mine mm-hmm. who I just was having a coffee with. And he said, hey, Sarah, how are you? And he's one of the most amazing businessmen I know, multi, multi, multi-million pound businessman. And I said, I know these things, and I was saying to you, I know these things are here to help me build. As I grow, the business grows you know, and, and these things will, these stresses, these challenges will become greater, but it hurts. And he said, yeah, he said, but you choose who you can do business with now. And that really empowered me. So find a confidant, find a mentor, find a coach. You don't necessarily have to pay for them. Find, and I don't know if friend would be the right person, but find somebody who isn't going to, who's going to be true to you and actually show you the pathway to the outcome that they want. So they understand who you are. Most of my friends, Joe, don't understand the language I use. They probably wouldn't even know about my business. It's very weird. Most of my friends wouldn't read my books. Most of my friends, you know, they're very, it's a very interesting place to be with the way when you transition into where your friends, whether they go with you or you transition into a new friendship area. Yeah. But, Find a confident, find a mentor, find a coach that you can just, I, I mean, this person doesn't know who I was talking about. They've got no idea. But I was talking about the principle of how that made me feel. Mm. And then they were like, wow. And I just came away. And it was an instant. It changed my language. Yes. It was an instant. It changed the way I felt. It was an instant. And I thought, okay, I came back. I read the email again. I actually asked my children. My children are amazing. You know, and I'll go, just read this for me, because they're not coming at it with the emotion or the journey where I've come with it. No. And I just thought, I'm I'm going to respond to you to let you know I've received the email. And I'm going to say I don't accept the words. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying sorry, because I don't agree with it. Yeah. I, you know, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually going from that place of truth within me, but with and here you go my intention is always love and respect and I've shown that in that and I've responded rather than reacted yeah yeah now uh, one of my mantras that is respond rather than react absolutely mm. yeah so you've got about a minute to yes. tell me about what you do when you've had that day where you've finished the day yes. that you've lived more so you've done the stuff you wanted to do not the yep. stuff you feel you have to do what what have you done oh it's got to be um uh, I've, well, the most perfect day would be to get up. I've gone snowboarding with the family. I've then gone on my radio show. I've gone to my book. I've then spoken on stage. Uh, I've gone for a run with the dog. And the cat is my creative cat who's called Chicken. Yes, we have a cat called Chicken. <laughs> and uh, I love where I live. I have a blessed life, Joe. I have a blessed life. And that is it. And you still managed yeah. to pack a lot into that. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Bird. Um, <laughs> tell people how they can find out more, get in touch with you, all that sort of stuff. 
Okay, so here's the thing. I'm honest, I'm true. Please connect with me. I say this to the most, uh, I say it to everybody. Uh, very rarely people reach out, so please reach out and ask. So go on to my website, which is birdonabike.co.uk. On there is my contact. Go in there, say, hey, it's me. And I always respond within 24 hours. Monday to Sunday, I will respond to you in 24 hours. If I don't, then I might have fallen off a cliff or something, <laughs> but I usually will respond in 24 hours. Um, you can connect with me there. Everything is on my website. So my radio show is on there. If you don't want to have it on there, then you can go onto iTunes and it's Bird and a Bike, the conversation, or it's on SoundCloud. My book's on there. You can buy it on Amazon or you can buy it through my website. And if you want to book me for speaking, you can do it on my website or go and check me out. So yeah, everything's on my website. Go there and and uh, and you can connect with me. Lovely. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining me today Bye. and joining me today for the second time. And I am going to go and convert the recording now and make sure that I've kept it safe. <laughs> it's great, Joe. I love it. Thank you so much, my darling. Thank you. Joe's Gems. Newton's third law of relativity is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. We're currently seeing a strong trend towards simplification and downsizing of our lives after years of materialistic living. Perhaps it was the downward spiral of the economy in the early 21st century that caused this equal and opposing reaction. Or maybe it's coming about simply because we're wising up that having a lot of stuff doesn't make us happy. In fact, it does the opposite often. It jams up our happiness factor and it clutters our homes and minds and maybe businesses. So you don't have to be invited to start on hoarders to question the amount of stuff you're hanging on to. Too much stuff becomes clutter when it gets in your way. And I guess it's different for different people as in terms of what uh, you call clutter. And some of the examples, it, it can be about your finances. It can be about um, locating important information on your computer. Or it could actually be stuff that you trip over, physical stuff, when you get up in the middle of the night or as you walk around your house. So if you'd like to simplify your life, where do you start? Some people never get started because they get overwhelmed by all the excess that they have in their lives. Everything, Everywhere they turn, there's more stuff in their inbox, in their computer files, in their wardrobes, in their house, in their cupboards. But actually by thinking about it, you've already made a start, I would suggest. So most of us have started simplifying our lives and environments at one time or another, but then we've given up because getting rid of things makes us feel emotions we don't want to feel. These feelings can include anger at ourselves for the money we've wasted on stuff that we've never used, or perhaps guilt about getting rid of something because it was a gift from someone that you love. And we all feel that sort of emotion when decluttering. It's not just you. In 2012, Yale University released their findings on how purging tangible objects affects us on an emotional level. And it'll no doubt surprise you. They discovered there are two parts of the brain, the anterior cingulate cortex and the insula, that react to psychological pain and conflict, but are also stimulated when the individual is told to get rid of possessions that they're emotionally connected to. So these are the same parts of the brain that react when an addict has a craving. So it can be really intense. The stronger the conflict of emotion on whether or not to get rid of an item, the stronger a reaction neuroscientists see in those two parts of the brain. So if you felt that giving up some of your stuff is painful, it is. It really is. But science has also proven that it's totally worth enduring that pain of letting stuff go to refresh your life. Physical clutter creates all types of problems for our brains. Have you ever needed to really just get down and get something done but found that you felt the compulsion to tidy up your work area first? Although it could be seen as a way of procrastinating before you get started, actually it's more likely that your brain just couldn't deal with that clutter that your eyes could see as you tried to work. And it's even true if the project is complicated or if you have negative thoughts and feelings about completing the task, I guess that's where you think you're procrastinating. And maybe an example of that might be completing your tax forms. When we have a cluttered environment, our brain is constantly distracted by it. The bills stacked where you can remember to pay them, the overloaded rubbish bin waiting to be taken out, or the huge to-do list that sits in front of you can all divide your brain's attention and make it that much harder to complete the task at hand. So this disorder impacts the brain in many different ways, including it can distract you from the task you need to be focusing on. It stops you thinking about future tasks that need your attention. It can cause additional stress by overwhelming your senses 
causing your body to release cortisol, the stress hormone. It can constrain your brain's ability to process information. It can help to increase procrastination. It can decrease your performance and productivity. It can restrict your ability to be creative or think outside of the box. It can decrease your memory and it keeps you from living in the moment, which can decrease happiness and satisfaction with your life. But if you think it's only physical clutter that negatively impacts our life and work, then think again. In the digital age, we've almost constant non-physical clutter demanding our attention. All the notifications from social media, email and text compete for our attention all the time during every waking hour. And if you add that to our calendar, sending out reminders and the thousands of computer files that most of us have, it's a wonder we get anything done at all. But just because we live in a more materialistic world, perhaps than in the past, full of electronic gadgets that beep and tweet at us, doesn't mean we can't simplify our lives and declutter our living space. And in fact, it's because of those things that we do need to take the leap and pare down some of our possessions and, and some of the external forces, some of that distraction um, that's stopping us from perhaps living happily in the moment. So ask yourself if a temporary feeling of opposing emotions is worth having in order to get long-lasting contentment, better memory, more productivity, less stress and more focus. And, you know, hopefully you say yes. And if so, then keep thinking about the ways that you can simplify and declutter your physical, your mental and your emotional parts of your life so that you can really simplify your life and feel, as I said, more productive, less stressed and happier with the moment. Use your power to live more. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 41. And the website is the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more. And that's doing more of what you want to do. As we're going into the new year, I'm really interested to talk to individuals about how I can specifically help you to live more in 2018. So if you're interested in having a conversation with me, just a, a chat for half an hour to find out how I might be able to help you and uh, give you a few hints and tips along the way so that you get something from the session, then please do go to powertolivemore.com forward slash power chat. I look forward to having a chat with you. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 41. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. 